Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Today we have part three of our important interview with Nathan Carlson, who has written this book, Fearing God. And today we ask, is there a plan? How can you receive the fear of the Lord in a way that will change your life forever? Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Today we conclude our important three-part Bible study series about the book, Fearing God, with Nathan Carlson, who is the author here in the studio. Welcome back, Nathan. Um, For those who didn't catch parts one and two, they can find them on our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Look at the, especially the Rumble archives, but uh, reintroduce yourself to our audience for those who missed it. Thank you. Really appreciate it. You know, the fear of the Lord has been such a, a study of mine, uh, going back even to college. And uh, but I was really taught the fear of the Lord with my parents. My parents were missionaries in Madagascar. My grandfather was a missionary. My grandfather d- passed away there of typhoid during the war, World War II. And uh, my dad raised us to fear and love God. And it was really that heritage that I started thinking about it, and I said, you know, I need to put something down in writing. And my pastor, Don Miles, who's a, one of a dear brother and, and a, fa, fa, a spiritual father to me, he said, Nathan, you really have something important that the body of Christ needs to have, and encouraged me to write this book. And so, so I did. And So the book is Fearing God. The subtitle is How the Fear of God and Our Love for God Create a Trust in God available on Amazon or through your website, fearofthelord.net. We're up to chapter eight, and and we've been going through chapter by chapter, there's just three, maybe four left here. Receiving the fear of Abba. Now in previous shows, we've talked about what is the fear of Abba, the father? Uh, Why should he be reverenced in awe and respect? Uh, Is there a theology of hell that, that the church is losing? why is this element of theology missing, the fear of the Lord? We've talked about all that before. Go see parts one and two of this interview if you haven't seen it. How do you receive the fear of the Lord? It's such a great, great question. And uh, there's a key passage, and I I cover this in this chapter, uh, from Proverbs chapter two. Let me read this to you. Uh, My son, if you accept my words, the fear of the Lord starts with accepting the Word of God as the Word of God. It has to start with that. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. See, it always, we, we, we like to accept something if we understand it. In other words, we want to understand something first before we accept it. The Word of God says you must accept the Word of God first, and then you will understand 
the fear of God. It starts with Scripture. It always does. So some people say, well, let me see first and then I'll believe. You're saying you've got to believe first and then you will see. That's right. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. You know, th th there is this blessing that, that God gives us. And the fear of the Lord is so important. Every issue in our life, we can trace it back to sin one way or another. Whether it's anger, divorce, you name it, whatever issue in our life, we can trace it back to sin. If you can trace it to sin, you can trace it one step further. And that is the lack of fear of God. Let me explain. Exodus 2020. I call it my 2020 insight. Moses had just led the children of Israel to the foot of Mount Sinai. And it was a terrifying event. There were trumpets. There was a fire. There was wind. There was all this going on. Now, why? Why, why did God do that? The people of Israel were just terrified. In fact, they said, you know, they heard the voice of God. And they said to Moses, you know, we're perfectly content with God speaking to you and you speaking to us. We like that a whole lot. And, and they said, let's shut this whole thing down. <laughs> and Moses said in Exodus 20, 20, he said to the children of Israel, don't be afraid. God has called, has come to test you so that the fear of the Lord will be in you to keep you from sinning. Nice. In other words, don't be afraid of God. Fear him. Don't be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of the Lord will be in you to keep you from sinning. Like I said, if there's an issue in our life, if we can trace it back to sin, we can trace it one step further back to the lack of fear of God. And that's perhaps today why God's people, and myself included at times, right? If we stumble into sin, it's because we're not in the fear of the Lord, which would have kept us out of that sin if we were really resting in the fear of the Lord. That seems a little bit odd, right? To rest in the fear of the Lord, and that's what keeps us holy. That is, and that has not been taught in the church today. And it's why if you look at any studies, the divorce rate within and without the church is about the same. God's people are not being sanctified. God's people are not being discipled. And it's because the in general, the, the church has stayed away from this very, very important topic of the fear of God. And we've got to take a short break, but uh, to your original point from Proverbs 2, the way that you receive the fear of the Lord is by searching, searching, asking, ask, seek, knock, pursue it, seek out that, that wisdom, and then the fear of the Lord will give you the knowledge. That's right, and this book will help in that quest. That, that, that's why I wrote this book, is so people can discover the fear of God. Again, the book is Fearing God, available wherever books are sold. We'll take a short break. We'll go into Inspired to Worship after this. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. How can you discern the thoughts in your own mind from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or from angels or from invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps, and you've seen us on this show talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. Maybe you know that I wrote my PhD dissertation entitled How to See the Holy Spirit and Angels and Demons. And it's all about this important 
topic of receiving the gift of discerning of spirits. How can you discern the thoughts that come to you? How do you know to learn to hear the voice of God and discern that from the demonic voice which tempts us to sin? Well, this is an important skill and it will change your ministry. It'll change your life, which is why we've created now not just a book, but a 17-part video Bible study on a four-disc DVD set that we would like to send to you and your church and your family and your small group. This important Bible study series goes through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How did Jesus discern the spirits? How did the Apostle Paul discern the spirits? What does the Old Testament say about demons and the Holy Spirit and angels? When you learn to discern, it will transform your life and your ministry. Please visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and get this important video resource. Or call us toll free at 866-Obey-God, and for a suggested donation of $99, we'll give you the entire 17-part Bible study series for just $99. And if you order today, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, or call us toll free at 866-Obey-God. Get this important Bible study series for your family. Call today. The Bible says this in James 1, that pure religion before God and the Father is to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. You know, we have been sponsoring up to 259 orphans and children in one of the poorest states in India for many years, but now there is a famine of biblical proportions happening because of the unemployment there. We are sponsoring people who otherwise cannot feed themselves. We've given over $10,000 to feed up to 100,000 meals to the poorest of poor in one of the poorest states in the world. We need your support. We need your financial contributions. Can you help us? There's somebody out there watching who could give $1,000 or even $10,000 toward a matching gift for what we have already provided. Please donate today. PrayInJesusName.org is our website, or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please help us feed the poor today. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Nathan Carlson, the author of Fearing God. Nathan, uh, there's a chapter here called Inspired to Worship, and I know you have a scripture in here from Hebrews 12, but I wanna set this up a little bit. The scariest verse in my Bible to me is Hebrews 10 and verses 26 and 27. And it's, it's written to believers, right? That if we continue to sin after receiving the knowledge of the truth, that is Jesus Christ, right? No sacrifice for sins is left. In other words, the blood atonement Jesus shed on the cross does not apply to us, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of the raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Now this is written to believers, but it's talking about hellfire if we sin willfully after receiving the knowledge of Jesus, then there's no atonement and we could end up in the raging fire. That's frightening to me, but you have good news. I have, I have good news because the fear of the Lord keeps us from sinning. You see that throughout scripture. It is the sanctifying presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It is the, so critical to the discipleship that we experience. And it is so critical to worship. In Psalm 2, it says, um, 
serve the Lord with uh, worship the Lord with trembling. Yeah, in in um, in Hebrews twelve it says, let me read this to you. Therefore, which is right after Hebrews ten, which I just quoted. <laughs> yeah, Go ahead. yeah. Therefore, and, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Yeah. The, and he uses those words deliberately. Consuming fire is terrifying. Just absolutely terrifying. Uh, but we are we are, have this amazing opportunity to walk into the presence of God. And we but we must do it with our hearts uh, are forgiven, with our lives with an attitude of thanksgiving. It says, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. And that's what it's all about. Now, King David, he wrote this great. He said, by your great love, can I come into your house? In reverence, I bow down to your holy temple. So once again, we see how the love of God and the reverence for God, the fear of God, are so intertwined. And that the fear of the Lord needs to, needs, needs to be woven into the very fabric of our worship. Yeah, and that consuming fire, you referenced before Moses in, in Exodus 20, when he got to the top of the mountain, right? There was, uh, in, in, in another place too, he, he had this encounter with God where God appeared as flames of fire in the burning bush, and what were the word, the Lord's words? Uh, Take off your sandals, the place where you're standing is holy ground. And, 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 and in Isaiah, when, when the, the angel takes the coal and places it on his lips in Isaiah six, Isaiah, is, he sees the train of the Lord, he sees the, the glory of the Lord, and he falls in fear mm -hmm. and in trembling. And he says, you know, uh, who will go? And then, you know, here I am, send me. So the sending is part of that, that encounter with the Lord. Have you ever had a personal encounter with the presence of God where you just couldn't stand and you were trembling? I want to have that. I mean, I have had dreams where the Lord, where Lord warned me about something. And, and I remembered that dream and I acted on it and uh, went to someone and asked prayer or something like that. Or I talked to my wife, maybe I hadn't, treated her like I should have, uh, hadn't asked for forgiveness. You know, that is what the, the fear of the Lord softens your heart. And one thing that you'll consistently see with people in Scripture that have a fear of God is there's this deep humility. Uh, you, you look at Cornelius, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the household of Cornelius was somewhere six to 10 years after Pentecost. And at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell only on Jewish people. It wasn't until Cornelius that it was a Gentile Pentecost. Now why did, of all the people in the world, why did the Lord choose Cornelius? In Acts 10, I don't know. Yeah, well, he says, Cornelius, the angel says, your prayers and alms for the poor have risen up as a fragrant offering to the Lord. And so you see 
that Cornelius was known as a man who feared God. And it says that when introducing Cornelius in Acts 10. And he wasn't even a Christian yet. He, he, he was searching, he was looking, he was, he was doing everything he could to follow scripture as best he knew how. And, and part of that was giving to the poor. And part of it was his prayers. And part of it was his, he and his whole household was renowned for the area, in the area for fearing God. They feared God. The angel said to him, Cornelius, you are a man who fears God. And he was the first one to speak in tongues. He received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and then received Jesus, right? Sort of in a reverse order. And the Gentiles became Christians because of Cornelius through the preaching of Peter. And then the whole church was sort of merged, Gentiles and Jews together. It was. And prior to that, if you were going to become a Christian, you first had to convert to Judaism. And you had to be a part, of, he had to subscribe to the Judaic ceremonial laws. Remember, Peter said to Cornelius, he said, this is the first time in my life I've even set foot in a, in a Gentile home. And you see, and Peter was following all the dietary customs. And the Lord said, no, anything that I call holy is holy. And, and so the Holy Spirit fell on that because on that family, a whole household of Cornelius, because Cornelius feared God, and it was evidenced by two things, humility and his gifts and alms and concern and love for the poor. I love that. Uh, by the way, Nathan is very active in India. Talk about a place where they're pouring money to help poor people. Uh, we're gonna talk about that on a future show. Let's take a short break. We'll conclude on the book, Fearing God. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. For example, you can get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99 a set. That's a savings of 60% and the lowest price in history. And remember, they're made with the world's best cotton, grown where the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River all meet. They come with my 10-year warranty, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99, the lowest price in history. If you do it right now, I'm also going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my brand new product, My Slippers. What makes my slippers different from those other slippers is my exclusive four-layer design. The first layer is my pillow's patented foam, which will help prevent fatigue and offer you incredible support. My second layer is a memory foam that will give you amazing comfort. And layer three is my patented impact gel that'll help reduce stress on your feet. And layer four is a durable outdoor indoor sole so you can wear my slippers anywhere, anytime. Go online or call right now to order your very own pair of the new My Slippers. Use the promo code on your screen and save an incredible 40% off your My Slippers order. You can enjoy My Slippers anytime, anywhere. What I love most about My Slippers is that I can wear them all day long and not have to change shoes. 
I personally guarantee the first time you put them on, they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Our last segment here with Nathan Carlson, part three of our interview on Fearing God, his new important book, and uh, leaving the blank, blank. This is chapter 10, I don't understand what this means. <laughs> this was the most difficult chapter for me to write. I went back to this, I labored on this over and over because what do you say to someone who's lost a child? Did God not love them? I haven't lost a child. I haven't lost a grand. Does God love me more than them? Early on, I was an elder at, at, at St. John's Lutheran Church up in Denver. And it was in 2011, and we just had the, the tsunami. And we had a time of prayer Sunday evening. And people could come up and have prayer with one of the elders. And this woman came up to me, and I'll never forget this. She said, Nathan, I need prayer because I'm having a hard time forgiving God for sending that tsunami. And I thought to myself, this is really a strange concept that the created person now needs to forgive the creator, that the creator needs to come to me and ask me for forgiveness for an alleged sin of the, what sort of pride and hubris would, would ever, and yet speak something, and yet it is a fairly common saying, I have a hard time forgiving God for blank. How can a loving God do blank? That is what the, why that chapter is in there. The unanswered question. Leave the blank blank. I said to her, I said, who gave you that knowledge of right and wrong, that conscience? He said, well, she said, well, the Lord did. And I said, how in the world can we turn that, turn that, twist that around and now use that sense of right and wrong to now evaluate and to grant or withhold forgiveness of our Creator? Right. You know, and she realized what she was doing and, and she prayed a prayer of repentance. Yeah, you can't blame God for things you don't understand. Exactly, and, and that's the whole crux of that of that chapter is God is God and we are not. And there are questions that will never be answered this side of eternity. You conclude the book with passing it on and you tell an interesting story about the, the inheritance you wanna leave for your children, right? And, and you, there's, a, there's a joke I think about Napoleon, but then it, it en ends powerfully with what is what is God's inheritance? What does he want to give to your children and grandchildren? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sort of in, in, in the legacy stage of my life, you know. And what do I want to pass on to my kids and my grandkids? And, and the most important thing, and there's a humorous story that like you talk about Emperor Napoleon where he passed on bracelets of made from his own hair to his kids, to his son. Which sounds kind of creepy, but <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a thing back then. Yeah, I guess it was. Anyway, uh, what does God want us to pass on to our kids, to our, our offspring? And there is, there is a great quote in here that what God wants to pass on, he said, 
to Moses. He said, Oh, that their hearts would be inclined to fear me and keep all my commands always. Notice the two go hand in hand. Fear of the Lord and obedience, keeping his commands. So that it might go well with them and their children forever. That is the inheritance that we pass on to our kids. The fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord, because there are so many uh, things that come with it. You know, you know, let me read to you some of this stuff. It says, God, it gives us protection and security. The angel of the Lord encamps around about those that fear him. It gives us provision. Fear the Lord, you his people, for those who fear him lack nothing. It bestows God's favor and blessing on all of us. It says in Psalm 115, He will bless those who fear the Lord, small and great, great alike. It, uh, it keeps us from sin and all of sin's devastation, as, we, as we've already find, found out. It's important for our marriage. It talks about submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Fear of the Lord is so important in marriage that, that, so that we can have a harmonious relationship. It, uh, it is life-giving. It says the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. Wow. So I'm going to get provision, protection, life, a better marriage, and, and sanctification, holiness. These are a lot of benefits that come after the fear of the Lord. Absolutely. And that's why it is so important. We must, as a church, address and preach and teach on the fear of God. It is so important. Well, you've done a great job. Again, the book is Fearing God. Get it wherever books are sold. Nathan, you have just one minute. Would you lead our audience in a word of prayer? I'd love to. I'd love to. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, our Abba, who is in heaven, hallowed, holy is your name. We are to fear you. Thy kingdom come. Your will be done. Thank you, Lord, that we trust you. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you are a God who loves us so much that you've given us the fear of you to keep us from sinning. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Our guest for these three episodes has been Nathan Carlson, the author of Fearing God. Please visit Amazon. You can find it there or through his website, fearofthelord.net. Our website, again, is PrayInJesusName.org. If you appreciate these kind of interviews, would you sign up to become a monthly pledge sponsor of this program? Go to PrayInJesusName.org. On the right side, click the monthly pledge button for as little as $1 a month. You can set it and forget it, become a regular sponsor of this show. We need your contributions to stay on this network where you're seeing us. Please call us today if you need prayer at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. We'll see you next time. Maybe you've enjoyed our program and you're wondering, how can we support Dr. Chaps with our tithes and offerings? We've made it so easy right now. You don't even need to go to the website. Just use your smartphone and text the word DONATE to 720-573-0305. You don't even have to get out of your chair. Just pick up your smartphone right now and text the word DONATE to 720-573-0305 and you will help us bring you these programs. God bless you in Jesus' name. 
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. 